When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, and I'm back. Um, I'm sorry, we'll start with that. How are you today? You look great. Um, How were you last week? How were you the week before that? Because um, I don't know, we didn't talk, and I apologize. Here's the thing, I'm going to be straight up, okay? I think it's really cool that people listen to Chris 3. I think it's great that people... um, leave comments and everything. And I feel like really disrespectful when I don't do an episode without any warning or anything. I just have been really busy and I'm I'm doing some things that require, uh, the things that are first for me and they're all good things, uh, in work and in personal life. And, um, but a lot of, a lot of first, a lot of consequences if things don't go right. Um, and it takes a lot of brain power and it takes a lot of focus. And, um, that doesn't mean the pod should fall by the wayside, but it did. And, and I always say, you know, with, with restaurant stuff, I'd rather disappoint you by being closed than disappoint you by being open. Um, I'd rather, if I give you a good product or I'm sorry, a bad product, you might not ever forgive me. If I'm not open, you might be like, Oh, it's usually pretty good. That's a shame. You know? And, and, um, and I just didn't think I could deliver something good. Um, I've now, but also I'm like, that's shitty. I should just do it. So I'm going to now, even if I don't have a great topic, I'm just going to do a quick 30 minutes. I'll probably do a Q and a or something fun or some follow-ups or, uh, just I'll, I'll figure something out. But, um, thank you for being patient with me while we get this thing off the ground and, and going, uh, I've had a lot of fun doing this podcast so far, so I'm going to keep it going. I just, again, sometimes I don't, uh, I don't think that like I'm, I'm in the headspace to deliver the way that I want to. Um, I'm usually wrong though. Cause you know, it's, it's a fun podcast. It's easy stuff to talk about. So um, expect more consistency out of me in the future. Um, thank you for not hating me for it. So speaking to that, let, let's get into it. So um, I actually came up with a topic through, funny enough, like through me complaining about uh, what I'm talking about. I was reading a book. Um, and and again, I'm like kind of trying to figure out a good cursor. I have, I have a bunch of topics, but I'm like, I want specific guests for some of them. I'm very picky. And uh, I, I read this chapter in a book that was um it's called the wager uh it's it's awesome we're gonna get into it a lot today but i was reading um the wager and in a certain chapter this thing happened that kind of made me click and i was like oh i'm, I'm kind of doing this whole podcast thing a little bit wrong um and i found that that was kind of a cool way to get this thing started because uh it, that was what what I always try to do the little like related to real life thing. And and I actually applied it to my life um, in real time. And and it got this, you know, just very full circle. So uh, there's a book out. It's called The Wager, uh, Tale of Shipwreck, Mutiny and Murder or Murder. I feel like you have to you could somebody else could do a better accent than me by David Gran. I think he's a a writer for The New Yorker. Also, Um, he wrote Killers of the Flower Moon, which apparently was great. It's high up on my list now that I've read this um, and and uh, Lost City of Z. Uh, he's done so, so he's done some good stuff that people really like. And The Wager, I'm a sucker. I think I've said this on a podcast before. I'm a sucker for pirate stuff. Uh, it's not about pirates, but I love uh, that whole like nautical ship era. And uh, and this book really had all the reasons why. So um, so um. You know, take a journey with me. It's uh, 1742. And the way they did things back then is just different. You know, like people didn't want to be on ships, so they would just grab whoever the hell was around and uh, mostly drunk people or people that were, you know, avoiding sentences or uh, their sentence was to go on the ships or things like that. Literally just take people prisoner and make them work on ships. And even if they didn't have experience or any code or or kind of like, you know, um, interest in, in sea life and stuff like that. So, um, so kind of as this begins, as you can imagine, like you got these guys that are going out to fight like, a, like Spanish warships and they're, they're all from England and, um, they're not like soldiers. They're not even sailors. They're just, a lot of them are just guys that got way too drunk at a bar and signed a piece of paper. They didn't mean to sign and, and, you know, for, for like a beer. So, um, that's kind of the, and again, the, the, the boat, I'm sorry, the, the book, 
does an amazing job of telling the stories of these people better than I could even really try to ever do. So um, I'm not going to even bother. What I'm going to do is go into uh, chapter 11. Chapter 11 just had a really cool piece. It was, uh, I think it was called uh, The Nomads of the Sea. And it's, um, I probably should get into the shipwreck part, right? So the, the ship gets wrecked. I'm not, it's not a spoiler. Like the the book is called like the uh the wager a tale of shipwreck mutiny and murder so if i say any of those things i'm not spoiling so the ship gets wrecked and um again 1742 a lot of the conditions are bad a lot of people died you know they're they're off the coast of patagonia um so they're way down there it's the it's not, it's not the winter but it's like winter like conditions and um big waves and it, it hits up against rocks and the ship basically crashes and um, they have to do what they can to get ashore. And, and where they go is just this completely desolate. Um, I, I don't want to say too much because the book is really worth reading. But um, th- there's not a name for the island yet. There is now, which is pretty cool. Um, but it had really no resources, no people, no like fruits. And um, but so they're they all make their way over one way or another. They kind of set up camp the best way they're able to, um, you know, and they're getting they stock up on guns and brandy and, and uh, I don't think they said rum, but like wine and, and stuff like that. And, um, you know, they, they try to do shelter and they, they kick, they get as much of their like salted beef and provisions and things like that, that they're able to kind of procure from the boat. That's basically sinking or already sunken, depending on the time that they were going. They're trying to live off the land, but really can't. Uh, a lot of the guns are of no use. Um, a lot of the weapons are, are not able to be reached. So they don't really know how they're going to hunt. Um, they, their living conditions on the boat were shit. So it's not like, you know, um, they had even decent, you know, beds or something they could have brought over. They had to really start completely fresh. Uh, the only advantage is having whatever the boat was able to be salvaged after the the wreck, uh, which, which wasn't really a whole lot. So, um, so a few weeks go by and again, I'm generalizing a little bit cause it just, I'm not trying to do the author's job. I'm just going to tell you what I took out of it, but, uh, they're living mostly off of like seaweed. If they could find like some um, like some seabirds, they they do their best to uh, you know hunt them. But there's not a ton of meat, uh, and that there's like a local cabbage like that that grows on the island that they've been eating. So um, eventually, after just a few weeks, or I think it was uh, this this tribe comes over. Uh, they they start to notice these this tribe that's uh, like an indigenous tribe that's in boats, kind of rowing near them. And they, um, they, they find them to be like weird and, and I guess, you know, whatever, uh, Europeans might've heard about, especially tribes that have been encountered, you know, upon all of their, um, whatever you want to call it, exploring is it's probably the nicest way to put it. Um, they probably didn't hear great things obviously because their, their country people are the ones that are telling the story and. Um, so, you know, they're on guard a little bit right away and, um, the boat is actually, it's like men and women and children. And, uh, there's like three of them, I believe. And like, I think they said around 30 people all together. And, um, there's like little fires in each one actually like in like clay pots. And they, they actually, they didn't know this at the time, but, um, it's the tribe is called and forgive me, uh, Kawas- Kawaskar, Kawaskar. Um, I don't think it's, it's a. Um, I, I don't, I think they've gone extinct from the research I've done, except for, you know, they, they, um, maybe there's in, in the actually same region, but there's not a ton of information on them. Uh, but the kind of known as like the nomads of the sea is their nickname because they didn't really have like a, a land. They didn't use the boats for, for transportation. They used it as like their home and, but not in the way a pirate ship would. They just like would live off the land, like just go up and down the coastline, um, eat would look good and you know they had their own way of fishing and they would hunt seals and whales and um you know they they had a very they had they were purposely living the life that um that the sailors and and the 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 people on the wager had um i guess had the misfortune of of crashing into and um so they start to make themselves known where uh, they just kind of come over like, I guess they, they don't speak any of the same language. I guess they kind of figure it out. And, um, the first thing the captain of the ship does is tries to make a trade just to kind of let them know that they're good. He offers them, I think, um, 
coats because they were all naked and it's really cold. And they had just, uh, you know, animal skin covering their parts or what have you. Uh, and they wouldn't take jackets. They wouldn't take, like, fur hats. And they, they thought, you know, they were really weird for that. And um, then uh, they, I think they offered them guns and weapons and, and still not so much. But they loved the mirror. They found mirrors and they, they thought mirrors were, like, awesome. Uh, and they, you know, were studying themselves a lot. And they slowly start to kind of um, become friendly over the short, I think it was a short period of time, so a few weeks um, or something along those lines. And um, they start to spend a little bit of time together and they kind of start exchanging secrets, right? So over time, they're starting to realize, and a lot of this, I think, is the author explaining more about the tribe than than uh, the inhabitants of the island might have felt or known at the time. But um, they were kind of getting like made fun of a lot because they were naked and but at the same time they would like dive into the water and grab a sea urchin and like the sailors think that that was a weapon because it's so spiky on the outside when they're they would crack it open and just feed them and sea urchin now not for nothing but you put it in like pot like you get sea urchin and a good pasta it's like a sushi and pasta thing i don't really have it many other places but like if you give me like a good like a brown butter with like a uni i'm telling you so I know I'm going off topic a little bit, but if you're ever like a nice Italian restaurant and it's uni, that's sea urchin, right? Let me make sure I'm not lying to you. Right. So I'm not. So uni, sea urchin, um, just try it. It's good. Anyway, they're like cracking them open and now they're eating with them. They're teaching them how to fish, how to hunt. And, um, you know, the people are kind of uh, like they're all huddled around a fire in their coats and or whatever they did to keep warm. And... Um, and, and, and the tribal people, the, the Kawaskar, I'm, tr- I'm trying my best with that. I don't want to ins- – I feel like I get names wrong, and I feel like that's, like, the worst thing you do is get someone's name wrong. So um, whether it be their culture or, their, like, their actual first or last name, I hate getting names wrong. So um, then they have these boats called Dalkas, right, And which I'm also probably getting wrong. And that's made out of animal skin and bark, and they would, like, you know, like – kill a whale and use every part of the whale and use like it's blubber to like turn into glue and shit like that or take like a seal and the oil from like a seal's stomach and, and cover themselves with it uh to keep themselves warm so when they dove into the water it would actually not be as bad because they were insulated the way a seal might be um and so but you don't really know that you know to the naked eye but then they're going out and they would leave one day and come back with like five sheep and they would like butcher the sheep and they would feed these men and they would keep start keeping them healthy and um the men started to uh, – the, the men on the island of the wager started to feel threatened by them because they were like, why are they telling us what to do? They are showing them how to, how to build houses out of the materials they had, like curving the wood and, and kind of giving them domes and stuff like that and, and fixing their ships or at least giving them advice on things – on such things like that. They would get the mussels and clams and like straight up cocktail hour food when you're like – when you're a castaway. Um so now they, they would teach them a little bit like, you know, hunting marine mammals, like seals and sea lions. I don't think they accomplished any of that, but maybe I think one, one day or I, I forgot. So, um, I know I keep forgetting, but it's just, again, I, I have a lot to get to today on this one. Um, because I, the conversation that's going to follow is, is a lot. So, um, eventually the, the, the ship and the, kind of what the book is really about is the ship starts to. Uh, the men of the ship kind of start to um, drift apart, obviously, and, and turn on each other's superiors and the officers are turning on each other and who's with the captain, who's not with the captain, all that great stuff that comes with a really great uh, dramatic read like that. All a true story, by the way, all of this. And um, kind of the crowd that's, you know, more of the mutinous side, um, they start wondering how they can maybe take advantage of the tribe, right? Maybe take their boats or take their women or God knows uh, what the other examples might have been, but they were maybe thinking about um, kind of taking advantage of all their resources and stealing their boats and getting off the island for themselves. Um, and I guess the, that became pretty contentious uh, between the people and, um, you know, th- with each other. And obvious enough that even though you didn't speak the same language, uh, the, the tribe was starting to realize that obviously not everyone loved that their presence was there. And and from what people have heard of them in the past, like savages and dumb shit like that, they would, um, they didn't want to take their advice, even though they're literally saving their lives. They're, they're skin- They were getting their asses kicked way before they landed on the Island too. Again, I'm just trying to do my best by the book. I'm trying not to give you too much information on it because, um, 
uh, I, I just want this guy to, if you're interested, read it, you know, cause it's, it, I don't want to take it away from you as the reader. I don't want to take it from him as the writer. So, um, it, it's just really great and you should check it out. But the, the point kind of becomes because of preconceived notions and also just because of general ego that there's women that are barely dressed, teaching them how to hunt fish, build houses and, and sail a boat. Um, they start to kind of convince themselves just a really short period of time, um, that they don't want them there. So eventually they, by the way, I'm sorry, the tribe comes back with even more people and they really start to build this little utopia. Uh, but I guess, I guess not for everybody. And they, and a lot of them didn't like taking directions and, um, they start to kind of have misunderstandings. Uh, so there becomes a plot to just kind of rob their boats and, and hurt them, do other things like that. And, um, in the middle of the night, one night they all wake up and, um, the tribe's just gone. They're just gone. Whole everything. The whole camp is just packed up and out. And they stole nothing from them. They just packed their shit and left because they were like, they seem pretty ungrateful for what we're doing. Um, slash, I'd rather not die because they have guns and they probably didn't even know what a gun was at that moment. Um, and, and they just weren't being, you know, neighborly. I don't really know the word. But, you know, if you really think about it, these guys came in. They landed on a different island. They, they basically crashed into somebody's home took it over. Um, and then when they were trying to tell them how to best use the land around them, they didn't really want to listen. They just wanted all their shit and to leave. So it was quite literally like teach a man to fish or give a man a fish, um, coming to life. So, uh, that's really the whole story on that. Believe it or not, it's not that long. Um, because again, I'm going more on the other end here. It's a little piece of history. Uh, the wager is really the big takeaway history wise, uh, because it was just it's such a phenomenal read and it really gives you an idea of like we don't know what the hell like we would do in certain situations when it comes to isolation and um, starvation and uh, just, you know, what a mutiny might be like. Things were so bad, like even on the island, I I have to wonder, like in their lives, the, the people that were sailors and like, is it worse than actually sailing? Like, I don't know if being on a deserted island is worse than their regular life. Their lives are, like, miserable. Um, so it kind of got me thinking a lot about um, what I was saying before about how I've been super distracted. And, um, yeah, yes, me talking about my life, I am equating it to people deserted on a fucking island, if you can imagine that. But uh, what, I, what I'm kind of getting at is... is um, adaptation and assessing problems and assessing um, counterculture, assessing uh, your own pride and being able to check your own ego when it really matters most. And really when it doesn't matter at all, you should probably do the same. Uh, so I have my parentals joining me shortly. Uh, that's going to be a good time. I have some other fun examples. Um, Chris theory, man. So give me just one second. I'm going to bring the parents in. But while I have that second, let me remind you that this show is brought to you by BetterHelp. I always like to say that my uh, my you're welcome to thank you ratio is messed up. That I, I give more you're welcome than thank yous, right? And that's easy. I can blame other people for that. I don't really have an excuse for when I do it to myself, right? I don't help uh, myself the way I help other people because it's really easy to get caught up in what everybody else needs from you and not to take a moment to, to think about what you might need for yourself. Um I mean, I think that constantly, you know, even just with the something as silly as the podcast and then obviously working the way that I work, I work with people and I work for customers. I'm in the service business. So I really, you know, my needs, I, it's something I don't even consider half the time, to be honest with you, m more than half. But when we get, when we spend all of our time giving, it can leave us feeling a little stretched out and burned out. Therapy can give you the tools to find a more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. Uh, personally, I've benefited from therapy. Again, a lot of it goes into exactly what I'm saying. I'm just a bit of a people pleaser. Um, and I think that comes a little bit from working from, I'm not going to analyze myself right now, but that's what the professionals of better help. They've, I've actually spoken to them in the past, uh, extremely helpful people. Really. They have a great quiz in the beginning. Um, it is entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. If you're thinking about starting uh, therapy, give BetterHelp a try. If you've benefited from it before or haven't, it's a good thing to try to reintroduce yourself to because it's really, it's actually really um, easy to get into. So just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapist at any time for no additional charge. 
Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Chris3 today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Chris3. little ad read sneak there. So um, what's up? My parents are on their way into the studio now. I'm going to crack something open. Hold on. That was not alcohol. That was um, a little Diet Dr. Pepper, for being honest with you. But this isn't Chris. I'm just going to waste some time while they're on their way. Um, do you know that the guy from the Dr. Pepper commercials is like, little sweet, that guy? Do you know that's Justin Guarini? I'm going to leave you with that for now until my parents are back. But I, if you don't know who I'm talking about, Google. Um, and if you don't know who Justin Guarini is... Um, you're one of the younger people listening to this podcast, but if you look up the, the diet, Dr. Pepper or just regular Dr. Pepper, I don't know which one commercials, there's like a Prince type of character. He's really funny. And, uh, turns out it's Justin Guarini. And I guarantee you, you didn't think you would learn that when you turned this episode on, took a two week break and I hit you with shipwreck, mutiny, natives, and fucking Justin Guarini. So I'm going to enjoy this diet, Dr. Pepper while you marinate on that information. Mother, welcome. Thank you. I was just talking about the, um, um, I'm worried you have the cup with the tinfoil, I see. Mm-hmm. Dad's walking in now. Mm-hmm. Um, What's up with the tinfoil? I'm not. I like it. It's Leave to it stop on. bugs. I'm having a hard time understanding the tinfoil. Bugs flying It makes you look a little cuckoo. I am cuckoo. Some people, um, some people on Instagram said that they do the same. And can, can I be completely honest with you? Mm-hmm. Liars. Hmm. They're lying. I think they just want your. They I'm the only person in the world that thought of that is that what you're trying to tell me? I think so. It, it's it, it makes you it's scary looking. I, I leave me alone. So I'll give the cup a minute or two if you want to get into it. I I don't think I don't believe anyone that told me they do the same thing on Instagram. Why not? Well, you I, think I just made it up by myself? Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. I and I think you know that you made that up by I, yourself. I don't think so. I also find it particularly weird that it. There's like a crease at the very end instead of like a hole in the middle. Yeah. Okay. Here's my thing. It's it's like it started out during the summertime. I didn't like flies going onto the cup. Okay. And I would actually put the straw in as well. And then that became annoying. So that's what um, this be- this became. Uh, but I don't like gnats. Like the thought of gnats flying in if the light is on. Cause this where is, are the gnats? This oh, is confused. my bedside cup. You're in, you're in your he house. The suggestion out. is that there's just bugs every time you take a drink. And we're not going to spend a lot of time on it, but Here's it the, is weird. This is my night routine during the day. As you well know, I constantly drink water and a cup with ice. Yes? I've seen that during the day. No foil on top. Okay. Nighttime foil on top. But you put like plates on top of your water or something when you walk away from it. Yeah. That's, it's really bizarre. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> I like right, my water so, clean. But like, did you? We're not going to start. That's a. This is more of a dear Albie conversation. We're not going to have that right now. So, um, I would just. I caught uh, our friends on the podcast up, so I didn't have to remind you guys about the story with um the, with, with our friends on the wager and our friends in the Kawaskar. You listened to the book, right? They might, how do they say it? Do you remember? How do they say that the name of the tribe? Kawaskar is how it's like written, but I don't know how they said it. Um. I, I, and it's written like the way that. the doc, like the dictionary, like like they wrote it like that. Ka West Car. So that's phonetically spelled. Whoa, good word. So, um, what you did with your cup is you adapted. I did. That's what you did. Mm-hmm. So is that? Did you have an idea of where I was going to be going? Why I told you to listen to that particular chapter, or was this just kind of no, like? I really didn't. It had nothing really to do with the. I wasn't trying to do like the treatment of you know. I think there's better people than me at, at going over. Um, you know, the relations between like settlers and, and native people. So I wasn't trying to go down that route, but I thought it was interesting basically that you would think that a bunch of Marines and sailors, you know, 1746 or 1740, uh, I'm sorry, 1742, you would think they're like pretty well equipped to land on an Island. And, you know, they, they have a ship full of resources that they can go back to. They have guns, they have, you know, wood, they have all kinds of stuff. I thought they crashed. They did, but they had access to their hull and everything. It yeah, didn't not really. You know, they, they, you know they, they had to rescue stuff out of the lower decks while it was flooding. It's more than Tom Hanks had. 
Tom Hanks had a FedEx. What's Tom Hanks have to do with it? Well, what I'm saying is they had more than the regular castaway would have. They're not. You're not exactly Robinson Crusoe. You have a ship. You have guns. You have some advantages, right? Oh, no question. So, and they had each other. They also had like 80 men. So that's you know that's not great because you have to feed all of them, but at the same time you you could separate you could, could you could figure out. it out and there's a chain of command there's things that are that are helpful, but they couldn't really find anything besides seaweed and cabbage t- to kind of eat and they couldn't differentiate what was good what was bad, and then obviously when the tribe comes in they start to um, learn new ways of of hunting and everything. And my read on it from the book at least was that it almost pissed them off because they they've never you know they're getting. 1742, they're getting told by women and children how to hunt, how to build houses, how to row a boat. And they're, they kind of get like slapped on the wrist sort of thing. Like, don't eat that berry, do do this. And they're, they're hardened men of sea. You know, they don't, they don't play that shit. Some of them are just like criminals. Like they, to avoid jail sentence, they, well, they make oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, in that, in that era, that's what yes. they did. That was, yeah. so that was my favorite chapter in this particular book in the beginning is how they would round people up and mm-hmm. the, the things they would do were just ridiculous you know yeah. and they had floating prisons where they would throw people in the prisons Correct. until they gathered them all right. throw them at, people would watch they could pay a ticket and just look at people and like in a prison floating so they're already pissed like by the time they get to this island and um they they they're told a different way of life basically like you don't need to wear all those clothes you could just cover yourself in fat and dive into the water and a sea urchin actually that's not a weapon that's a it's a nice little treat, you know, stuff like that. And they don't really, res- their response to it is we should steal their shit and, and leave. And then once the natives caught wind of that, they just left, right? So we're not dealing with that. And they got out of there. So my idea behind it was basically just two different, two different approaches to problem solving. One was like, it didn't even cross their mind that they can't do the shit that works in England. You know, like when you're in England, that works. You could overpower a group of people and you could just leave. Well, it's a learned behavior and it's a learned pattern. So, and and they they probably, you know, what the mindset, especially because they see the women diving into the water and doing that. And it's like, what do they know? Well, apparently quite a lot. So, and, and it's, that's what I'm trying to get to. Not so much in that particular instance is like, where do you see other cases for yourself or others where like you just have to reset? Because when I started the podcast with saying as I missed the last two weeks because I'm just all I got a million and one things going on with and I didn't explain too much um, about, you know, the work life and everything. But you can't really um, change your focus, you know, because you're so wrapped up in something that you, but you don't consider the fact that like I actually could have used a creative outlet in the past week where I could actually tell a story and do it, have a conversation. But I'm like, I don't have the time for that. I don't have the time for that. But really, I have plenty of time for it if you just sit for two minutes and be like, if I approach this problem differently. You know what I mean? So, um, do you know Rick Rubin? What? Rick Rubin, do you know Rick who that Rubin. is? He's yeah. a he's a music producer. Yeah, I've heard of him. So he, he does a really cool, he has a book as well. It's really, really cool. And he told the story. You know what Go board game is? The board game Go? No. It's the older, it's like a thousand. I actually get to do a whole separate one on just this exact story, but I thought it worked with this. Of um, you have a guy that, a champion, a master champion. It was the oldest board game ever. I think it was from like Imperial China that was based off of their actual map of like how they would do stuff. And there's literally thousands of ways. I'll show you. You'll actually know it when you. um there's thousands of different patterns to win, and it's just offense and defense. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was called Go, but that's that's the game right there. It's kind of like the original, it's the first ever board game. Right. And there's really intense competitions for it and stuff like that. And um, the conversation of AI came up of whether or not you could teach a computer to be a master at a, at a game. And it became, this is from not like ChatGPT. This is like the beginning of, um, you know, like the... 90s 2000s of kind of exploring how intelligent a computer could get and they were saying that you could never do it because it's so strategic it's defense and offense and it's it requires knowledge of the game and um so the bar for creating a really intelligent robot was whether or not it could play a game of of go right and um it would play itself for hours and hours and hours but it just was told the rules and nothing else not who's one in the past and how it works or, or whatever. So then eventually it, they enter it into a tournament and everyone in the tournament knew what the purpose was for this experiment with the number one ranked go person, whatever. I don't know where these things happen. I'll Versus be the computer. Versus the computer. Okay. 
And in like the 37th move, and it's again, it's they, they were put in a position. I don't know the game well enough to say. That's why I'm going to do a cursory on it because I really like this story. Mm-hmm. I'm going to liken it to chess, right? Where it was like it was kind of a offense or defense move, Strategic. but it was very important. Yeah. It, the move would have changed. They said, then we're going to find out. And there was a pivotal moment in the experiment whether or not whether the computer thinks offensively or defensively because there's only two ways to think about it. It took a third way that no one's ever seen, heard of, thought, or anything because it had no experience of the game. It wasn't a viewer of it. It it just knew the rules, and it didn't go in with a single preconceived notion of are you on offense or defense. It just understood the rules, and it thought of different ways to win. And the 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 champion got up and left. It beat him four times. It won the tournament. It was the smartest thing in the room because it would face people. I don't understand it enough, the game, to like, I didn't think I was going to get that into it mm-hmm. with this, but it made me think of it right away because that's the book I'm reading now. And I was like, oh, shit, that's the same thing I'm talking about later where this computer and they, they likened it to a child. They're like, a child is probably the closest thing to, and they said it didn't win because it knew more. It won because it knew less. It, innocence. Yeah. The innocence of playing the game made it, it win. It said it didn't, it didn't know more than the, ma- that was the right. problem that the master couldn't figure out. It's not better at it than you. It's worse. Right. But you're so obsessed with the rules. And you think, no, I have to hunt and, and gather. It, and it can't be, be yeah. than, Yes, and it's just playing it. You read Robinson Crusoe and all these other, and that's what they were talking about on the boat was they read all these castaway tales, and they think now they have to, you know, tie a be bunch that. of turtles together right. and float home. But there are other ways to, to make it if you just kind of Let step be. back and yeah. be like, what, what am I really dealing with here? Well, that's what those, the, 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 uh, the Indians did right they were like they were just letting it be. well it's where they're from that's where right. they live they, so they they know it they're they were like nomads so they lived on the water so their whole thing is adapting everything right. they do they don't even have a place to sleep every night they took it to a level of i don't need land and a hut to, to sleep i just go up and down the water and sometimes i sleep sitting up well, sometimes and they just they didn't ever live in a, in a society so they had no societal norms whatsoever well they spoke of having think about it if you're a sailor and there's a fire on the boat Panic, fire on the boat, right? They had fires on the boat every night, every you know, to keep themselves warm and to do this. So it's just like you say, adapting to the conditions around you and making the most of of the of the natural uh, things that have uh, instead of like let me let me figure out how to you know use my sword. They made a sword. They 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 used a bone, you know, uh, whale bones and this and that to create the things they needed from the earth and from the water and everything else. Where I think the guys on the ship relied on what was given to them in a box prior to. Well, we like you know, their their carpenter died at a certain point. Right. Then they were like, we don't have a carpenter, so they didn't build shit. Right. So it's it it just I thought it was interesting that people that. Or you would consider, especially in 1742, that would be considered civilized. Or advanced. Or advanced. Yeah. Have really no particular skill in that moment where where shit kind of happened. And they didn't even consider it. Now I think people would be way outside the box, right? Like you've heard so many things. Look, I I don't think it's so... um, So so relevant or... or, um, I I don't think there's so much about the natives and how they adapted the natives arguably evolved it says they evolved in their environment you know it wasn't just like one guy came up and said oh we're going to make a comb out of whale's teeth or out of out of shark's teeth or whatever there there was a process in which you know generation after generation adapted to the surroundings that they had and tr- trial and error, you know, they, they there wasn't just one guy that says, "Hey, let's put whale blubber on our on our body and go swimming." No, it, it it was a it was an evolution of thought and a process in which those indigenous people learned how to survive on the land. The difference is that, you know, we now, um, instead of like for, for example. The next baby that's born in America, okay, that baby is not taught basic skills of survival because it's taken for granted that we live in a modern society where the milk is in a bottle and mom feeds you and you go to the store and you buy all this stuff. You know, 
you 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 skip all of the um, you know the rite of passage uh, to learn about survival. You don't need to learn about survival because everything is done. Okay, and that's the problem where these people were, and that, and that that worries me about modern day. You know, when something happens catastrophic and there's no more power and the water doesn't run and you know, um, you, you, your house is gonna, not going to be heated, and there's no internet, and there's no DoorDash, how many people on the planet, better yet, in this country would survive? And I would tell you a very small well, percentage. Well, that so was the whole basis of what you're saying, is what, that these, these sailors really didn't know how to survive. And what I thought was interesting about it was I didn't expect them to know how to survive, right? If I sure wouldn't, but... How quickly that it turns from instead of me learning a new way of life that's clearly working for these people, they're healthy, they're, you know, they got the fire going, they're, they're nice and calm. Instead of me learning that, I'd rather just take all their shit. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to reset. I don't want to relearn. I'm, you know, and then that to your point, what does that look like here? Right. If you come to an, a, a place where Wi-Fi's out and Internet's gone and whatever, and even if it's 10 days. Think, like, about, think about Hurricane Sandy. What starts to happen to people when like what is our version of that of like, I guess what it's that's kind of not the root of like what I thought was interesting about this is like when would people hear like what can you take away that you'd start to see a change in shit? The gas crisis. Remember years ago, the gas crisis was insane. During people, Sandy? Well, they, or in the eighties, in the seventies, I think it was right. The, the remember the gas crisis when we were kids, and people get crazy now. Sandy, everybody go fill up your car. Remember the gas line, gas lines and everything, and it became uh, a competition of whether who gets the gas, how you're going to get the gas, what are going to do for food. You really panic when you're thinking about how long are we going to be without a week, two days, three days. You don't know. Um, and that fear of just, oh, my God, I'm not going to have, we have a storm here. We got to generate it because you can't be without internet for 24 hours if there's a storm or lights. Well, now, it's crazy. when we were, I think it was Christmas, right? Our, our freak thing, a tree just landed right on the Wi-Fi. Yeah. Yeah, everything true, yeah. Everything yeah. else worked. Yeah. Everything else in this house worked. It's the end of the world. <laughs> <laughs> it's the end of the world, and and it immediately turned like, what the fuck are we gonna do? <laughs> oh my because, god, it was the end of the and, world. And so it's funny that we, you know, it's so easy for me to do this thing of all these people didn't want to fish, and like the Wi-Fi was out, and yeah. we were like, I don't know what the hell we're gonna do about this. Well, and so how it just, it, I think it's funny to think about how like it's just really difficult to realize that you can pivot pretty simply. Well, but I'd like to think that. There's a, there's a little bit of an adjustment to that when you say, okay, we are now Tom Hanks style, you know, going from civilization to survival on a island, uh, deserted or not, uh, but a, a, a uh, an island that has no modern conveniences. I don't think any of us would be like, I can't get service on Oh, you're not even considering oh, yeah, not for sure. So that, so no. that to our credit, I think we would be we, But, we, we, but we, I do think you would embrace like if you're coming back like with with like a like howling wolf name or some shit. If you if you're getting rescued by indigenous people, anyone here, we're going to be like I'm living your life until I figure out a way to get the fuck out of here. Right. Right? You're like right. I, I got people exactly. I got to see, yep. yeah. but there's not going to be a moment that passes where like you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to kick that guy's ass and take his boat. No. And think that I'm going to yeah. row my weak right. ass that I haven't eaten in three months or whatever. I'm going to row myself to safety. Like it doesn't, you didn't even realize how you were on a major, a huge boat with a full cast, a full, you know, with meat and provisions and everything lined up for you. And you, you ended up on this Island, but you convince yourself that I'd rather, I can make it in a canoe faster than I, than I can teach myself to fish. It's weird. Well, it's, first of all, it's lazy and arrogance. Think about this when you talk about conditioning and the way we're conditioned. You know, us growing up, we were outside. We played every day. We did, there was very little time on, you know, you watch television after your bath came, right? And we were taught, you know, to, you know, cook and, and, and do things and take out the garbage and stuff like that. Kids like that today aren't conditioned like that. We worry about Marky going into a restaurant if the, her iPad doesn't have Wi-Fi. 
all right? Kids aren't conditioned the way we were growing up. Even you guys, the generations, you see that all those, we'll call them traditions, where you used to garden and make pasta and can tomatoes and do all those things, they're not done anymore. Going back to Daddy's point, those children, the moment they were born, they were taught to survive out you know, with no clothes on, the weather and stuff like that. We talk about the, with the whales, uh, blubber and things like that. So they, they, they were taught survival from the get-go. Where we're lazy, but I don't. My so, bigger point is I don't think they look at it as survival. I think they look at it as life. like that's what life is. Life. This is, and you it's know, you life. want to survive. That's what life yeah. is yeah. Life. In, their, in their situation. And, yeah. and but when the, well, they're life. looking at it as this is no way of life, and right. they're looking at it, they have the same shit right. that these that they they got the same cards dealt. Right. And, and again, over time, with you know, you you learn the hard way to put fire in clay instead of on wood or you know whatever whatever they tree bark or whatever they might have done. Um, so listen, I'm trying to keep this under 50 minutes. It's right. 39 minutes right now. Okay. Speaking of adaptation, I wanted a full episode on this with Lauren. I've been teasing it forever, but I think we're just going to have it, uh, cause I have an adaptation thing. I, oh, I can see the fear on we, your face. Cause we don't have enough time. Um, so that's much. why I'm doing it. Yeah, we do. It's not that. Intense. So here's the thing. It's a really simple thing. Now, if you are, let's just say a young actress, and you are used to maybe holding a briefcase on Deal or No Deal right. or working on a show like, uh, was it Billions or, or something like that? And then next thing you know, you are being, Super. I'm poking my mom for anyone that doesn't, uh, that can't see, yeah. <laughs> horribly treated in the house of a royal. Yes. <laughs> so, Dad, Meghan Markle adjusting, I like your opinion on her, the way she adjusted to... Uh, I disagreed with you in the very beginning, and today's news I'd like to get into a little bit because it pissed me off. Because um, it's like you don't joke about certain, or you don't, you don't, you don't use certain things to your advantage. The adaptation of the Prince Harry, Meghan Markle, in in uh, New York City, in New York, versus, but also the way it started with her being there. You know you what know, I mean? Look, look this is you could a, you could chalk it up girl, to a poor adaptation, right? This is a girl that that wanted to use her looks, and and she's not the most beautiful woman in the world. She, she's better than average looking woman, beautiful girl. Okay. Um, you know, a typical Hollywood type wanted to make it any way she had to make it, you know, open a briefcase, do a little show, whatever, get naked on screen, love scene. It, it is what it is. Okay. And I'm sure she's tried to strike it, hit the, uh, uh, you know, uh, um, do the old fashioned, I'm going to find myself a rich guy and, and live uh, live a good life. Okay, okay. There's you know there's nothing wrong with that. It's not what I would teach my granddaughter or aspire to for my my kid. Uh, but bottom line, that's her choice to make. Okay, here's a woman who I guess got lucky really because you know this kid uh, really had a had a gazillion women that that would have loved that lifestyle. Um. This kid Harry. connects with her, okay, Harry, and, you know, she casts some spell on his ass. I, who knows? Maybe, you know, the way that he was sheltered and the girls that knew about what he was all about and, and who is, you know, what his family tree looks like, um, they all held back. This girl had her shot, and she just threw him threw him a shot, literally, made his freaking head explode. Okay, he got gaga over, you know, what she was doing in the bedroom. There's no question about it in my mind. No question about it in my mind. So he got his bell rung. Okay, fine. So now he's gaga. She goes into that family. She's not clueless. Okay, she knows what the deal is there. Okay, they live in a in a bubble world of royal, and I don't get it. I mean, if I'm, you know, I, I, I'm very happy we don't have uh, a, a monarchy here in, in America. Very Kardashians happy about that. Close. Okay. But bottom line is she goes in there and now she's messing with this guy's head. Look, you, you got involved in a situation that you got involved in. Now go along with it. That's what you signed up for. Not to tear down the monarchy, not to tear down the family, not to cause trouble by talking shit, okay, is what she's done, okay, and make stuff up, I'm sure, about racism and all the rest, okay, 
She's the devil. But okay? is there an avenue where he hated them and she and she's just supporting him? Um, and and you're like, it's all bullshit. To some degree, okay? I would say yes, because you don't know what he, he's like, number one. Uh, here's what I find interesting. You know, the, the, the campaign that they're on is they, they you know, the paparazzi, they That's, want privacy. I was going to say, with like the that. last five minutes, I want you but, both to explain as lifelong North Jersey, New yeah. York, why the, the paparazzi argument here just doesn't play. I'm gonna, okay, here's my thing. You talk about the paparazzi argument. I want our privacy, but you go on Oprah. You're always doing stories. You do a Netflix thing. William and Kate are, are he, he is next in line to the throne, okay? You don't see or hear anything they about them. They don't bore the ever. living shit out of you, those two? Listen to my point. But they're not there for our entertainment. Here's, you don't okay. hear I think they're only here for our entertainment. Don't see no, not any, our entertainment. Let me finish my point. You don't see any paparazzi shots with them because they're not trying for it. She's trying for it. You can't say, oh, give me my privacy and go on Oprah. You can't say, oh, my God, poor me, and do a Netflix special. P.S. I, I, I defy anyone in a vehicle in New York City, okay, on a spring night to say that they were chased for two no. hours at high speed. No, just go 60 Impossible. miles an hour. I can't even just go, go 60, 60 miles an hour. Possible. I'm not going to lie. I was a Harry person. Everyone knows that until today. Because when you tell me you're on a two-hour, 60-mile-an-hour chase throughout New York City, there's TV shows I don't watch because people park in New York too easily. The mayor of New York said, no, impossible to happen. The taxi driver said maybe it was 10 minutes and it wasn't. It was two cars that were taking pictures when they stopped. Ten minutes total. The, the Photographers Association said it is a lie. We had we it wasn't a sea of photographers. It was two. Okay, that were respectful to them. Or also uh, another 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 uh, group of people. The police department said no tickets, no summons, no no um, uh, danger to them at all. Then P.S. in all the pictures, guess who's smiling? Meghan Markle. Look, she, she is starving for attention. She's She didn't really even know what she was bargaining for. Now she's got the she's got this privacy life that she that she wanted privacy. Please respect our privacy. Please respect our privacy. Look at the look at the uh, the, the, the the South Park commercial or the, the South Park episode. Okay, that's her in a nutshell. They nailed her. Okay, the South Park show nailed her. Okay, she is a disaster. She's an embarrassment. I'm mortified that she was able to find her way into the the royal family on whatever level she did. Okay, that marriage will not have a happy ending. It will not have a happy ending. Okay, I feel like I feel like he really feels that way because there were some photos in the car where he's holding his phone up as if he's taping the the photographers or whatever, and she's sitting there with a little smirk on her face. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Where you going? Okay, where was the driver going when that 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 tragedy, that legitimate tragedy, happened with Diana? Why are you in a hurry? Paparazzi are chasing you. They're following you. Okay, so what? Follow me at thirty miles an hour. They're not trying to run me off the road. Why are you going hundred miles an hour trying to get away from them? It doesn't even make any sense. You drive. We were there. We know where they were. We were in Paris. We went through the tunnel. Okay. There's no reason to be going hundred miles an hour trying to get away from anybody. You're just going to the freaking Ritz to go to, to go to your hotel room. Calm down. I do believe that he is scarred by it. I do believe that she's taking advantage of it. He was a kid. I do believe that she went in there into the royal family. And listen, he's a handsome guy. He's personal. It's all, it's all, it's the story. The princess, you know, the, you marry a prince charming, all that. I believe he's all of those The tragedy is that he believes her bullshit. But here's the thing. I believe. He's, he's locks. He he took the whole hook, line and sinker and thinks she's a sincere person. She's the devil. I okay, think she went she in is. there Damn. aspiring to be um, what Kate is, is going to be the next queen. And I think that she is not cool with being the spare Oh, uh, don't worry. If she okay. was if she was in line to be queen, she'd be happy at Frogmore well, sitting there point. with the Basset Hounds that's all around point. her. If she, She's a freaking if she, fraud. If she did not have she's to... She's a disgrace. You know, kneel disgrace. To, to, to Will and Kate in the, you know, and, and deal with him being, as they quote, you know, coined the spare... I thought I think that she thought she was going to have a bigger presence. I think that she thought was she was going to be 
the star, the it girl, and she p quite possibly could have been and, and been there and happily. But I, I think that she was truly envious of the position that she could never hold. What That's happened to Pippa? Thing. Pippa's adorable. Pippa what did happened well. to Pippa? She married a billionaire. God she bless her. She's got a few kids. Because Pippa, if you remember, was the star of that wedding. Yes. Pippa, yeah. I forgot all about Pippa. Yeah. But, but like, did they hail a yellow cab? That's my biggest question throughout the whole thing. Yellow uh, cab. Are they trying? They said there was a yellow, yellow cab, cab chase yesterday. Oh, you're right? New York. Yeah. Yeah. Do they but hail the bottom like line, a, bottom line security. is but here's what's nobody interesting. Nobody chased anybody. Here's what's interesting. It's a joke. It comes out that earlier today or yesterday, uh, that he was denied protection uh, from the British, the monarchy. He wanted personal uh, protection. So they're trying it. to show, look what, what, what oh, you did, and look you little what jerk. Happens within 24 hours. Wow, and that's see, that's a trash move. You trash don't use move. the way the mother. You well, know, you know what, what I mean? That is? Well, who is it? That's a PR person saying, well, this, we're going to do this. this That's is not what that him. is. This is all okay? her. It's it, a freaking disgrace. The fact that even the wedding, you had people that they never met at the wedding say, oh, we never met them. So... That's not the royal way. She That's had stars the at the way. wedding because the she American could get way. them. Okay? okay? Of course they all want to go. All the stars want to go. They're a bunch of leeches too. Okay? Oh, I got invited to the royal wedding. I want to go to Windsor. Okay? It's ridiculous. The whole thing is ridiculous. I just think she's taking advantage of a weak person. I just, that's what I think. And I think it makes no, me he, sad he's that... A, he's, a, he's a fine boy. He's a nice kid. Okay? <laughs> he grew up under the most intense scrutiny that any kid could possibly grow up on, uh, grew up with. Okay, and a tragedy to deal with before he was old enough to to to, to, to yeah, handle he's scarred. it. He's scarred. Okay? He's definitely scarred. He took definitely has of that issues. Weakness. He definitely is scarred. He's trying to find a woman right. that that that's going to uh, um, uh, be the love of his life. Okay, and and I'm sure he thinks she is. He will find out that she's trash. You'll see. And his ancestors uh, sent the wager out to sea. Yes. Where it later shipwrecked mm -hmm. uh, off the coast of Patagonia. Mm -hmm. And they were almost rescued by a nice tribe. And I'm not going to get into how and if they get off the island because that's up Did to the book. Did we cover that properly? Are you happy the way we covered that? Yeah, there's only so many places it could go, to be okay. honest. I, I wanted it. Did I, we get our point across? Uh, I hope. I mean, maybe we'll listen to this. I think we did. Do? I um, Usually I feel like I have a few more ways to go. Yeah. There was just something about this that I really enjoyed. Okay. And I, I wanted to use this topic, and I didn't want to, like, that's why I didn't do a part one, part two. Part one's on this episode. Well, anyone, so that, anyone that has issues with my position on uh, Meghan Markle, um, I, I have a great nickname for her, but no. I'm going to spare you all. Well, no. spare. Okay. Nice, nice little um, turn there. And, and, and I will say that uh, those, the opinions of... Uh, Albert Manzo are my own. They have nothing to do, with, nor, nor are they sanctioned by uh, Christery nice. or anyone else in the family. Um, so if you have issues, you can attack me personally. Uh, please don't hold it on the, against the show. God save the king. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.